The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik, and way across the room, being very, very, very comfortable, is the lovely Sharon. Here I am. Hello, lovely Sharon. I'm waving at you, because we're so far apart tonight. You know what? I think we'll need our cell phones to talk to each other. (laughs) We'll text each other during the show. There you go. How about that? (laughs) So, uh, yes, so welcome to the program. It's nice to see everybody here. Let me get some business out of the way, and then we'll get some show out of the way. Uh, First of all, you are listening to us, hopefully on one of your favorite devices that catches podcasts. How do you do that? Visit us at www.jmtalk.net. Subscribe to the program. We're on all major podcast networks. Uh, including iHeart, all of them. We're on all of them. It's great. It's it, it's great. We're just we're on all the great ones, and it's really right? great that we're on all the great ones. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I think that's my amazing. That's my impre- impression of the president. It's going to be great. It's going to, it's going to be a great podcast. <laughs> it's going to be on great networks, and they're going to be oh, very great. Oh Lord, you're and we're going to do on great thin things. Ice there, we're buddy. going to do great things. You are dancing on thin ice. Also, catch us on social media: Facebook at JM Talk. And a Twitter at JM Talk Radio as well as Instagram. Also, email the show at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. So, I'm Sharon cool. likes it when I look at her and recite all that right from memory. I Yeah, it drives <laughs> me crazy, actually. Well, then, well, because it drives me crazy watching you type while you're staring at me. First of all, the stare is creepy. And second of all, the fact you're making no grammatical errors, type in while you're creepily lily looking at me. Well, that's because in school when I was taught to type, we had covers over our hands, so we could not see what we were typing. What? Wait a minute, go back. What? Yeah, they had a plastic, not plastic, cardboard, piece of cardboard taped to the desk. Um, actually it was taped to the typewriter because that's how we learned to type <laughs> and <coughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was something in my throat. Hey. I was talking a lot today at work. So <laughs> for those of you who do not know what a typewriter was, a typewriter right? is the precursor to the computer. There's a bunch of young adult listeners out there going, what? <laughs> what is a typewriter? <laughs> so, I mean, I... I didn't do well in typing, as you know. I'm what's called a hunt and peck typist. Uh, yeah. But, but I can type 110 words per minute <laughs> like that. But we had the Apple Macintoshes when I took typing, and I, I did poorly on that. Wow. I just I just computers, can't get I cannot get that rhythm of putting your fingers down. Computers were not in the schools. Computers back then, when I was in school, um were massive machines right and you had to be in a room 
where the temperature was really low. Right. And it had to be a special floor um, where the the air could come up under the... Um, yeah, it had like a... It, it was weird. It was like a floor and then air and then another floor. That's a great history lesson about the Univac computer. Yeah. But what I was saying was whether you took it on a typewriter or I took it on the Apple Macintosh. Oh, it was still the QWERTY keyboard. The keyboard from the right. typewriter well, yeah, is, is, is the QWERTY, and it right. came over to the computers. I just could never get the hand rhythms, ever. Really? Yeah, and still can't. So you, know? you don't know that the um, F and J, those little knobs there. What'd you call me? Now I'm F and J instead of Joel? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's little, like, raised lines on the F and J. I never, uh, okay. I thought okay, that's where your forefingers go. <laughs> so that's, that's how you know. So that's not Braille? <laughs> right. Well, I, <laughs> as we were taught in school, that's where your your in, your index fingers go. Um, so you know that you're, when you're typing, you're not out of sync. Is that a fact? That is a fact, actually. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, yeah, and in fact, <clears throat> I recently got a gaming keyboard. If and if you don't know what that is, and probably now, probably a lot of our young listeners probably know what that <laughs> oh, is. Yeah, right. It's and a. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a partial keyboard. It only includes so many keys, and it's the main keys that you would use when you're gaming. So, and I'm a gamer, so you have these keys. It's a partial oh, keyboard. He is a gamer, guys. And uh, our son-in-law Victor was describing to me. Where I should place all my fingers on that to get maximum. And so we're, and of course, social distancing, so we play over the internet. So we're talking through the headset, and he's explaining it to me. And I'm putting all my fingers where he wanted me to put them. And then I was like, oh, hell's did I know. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, you know, how do you function? I mean, I look like a he's, raptor he's, trying to. <laughs> okay, just a visual of what he was just doing, people. He's. Got claw-like hands, <laughs> like um, a T-Rex. No, a, no, a raptor, a velociraptor. I was no, doing no, my impression no. of a velociraptor. No, a T-Rex has little hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's your visual. Tip number 53 uh, the, that, that shows you play too much arc. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. now on your podcast doing impressions of velociraptors. <laughs> so anyway. That's that's another impression tonight. Um, so uh, I don't even know how we got there, but let's move on. Well, we got there <laughs> because I had to give a history lesson on the beginnings of typing. There you go. Several months ago, we covered a story in Delaware uh, that has also been going around. Uh, it started in other states in the country. A lot of states are doing this, capping the insulin prices, making it law. Because, uh, a quick refresher, uh, insulin was invented by two gentlemen. I don't have their names. I mean, this whole story was discussed on that podcast. Right. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> no, but oh, it was invented by these two guys, It's a, and they, they gave their patent for it to, I think it was a, their university that they worked at, for consideration of a dollar. Because they felt it was a necessary life-saving drug because they... They proved they actually healed. Well, you can't heal, but they took a girl that was going to die 
and in 14 days on insulin turned it around for her wow so um a dollar or as our daughter would say a dollar so i don't know where did she get that accent (laughs) I i don't know so he's so weird <laughs> now fast forward it's no secret also on that show i discussed what i uh, until i meet my high deductible which i can't i'm expected to pay about six hundred dollars for one of my insulins and i take three different kinds so it's right. very unrealistic and that's with me having commercial insurance so imagine if you have no insurance you know that's a it's ludicrous right what it is and it is a life-saving drug because without it yeah, your sugars would be astronomical. Yeah, you'd, I would be in a coma and, I mean, you're and dead. You're taking it because your body does not produce insulin. Right. Hence why you're a diabetic. So many states, before Delaware introduced it, uh, started passing these laws that caps it to be no more than $100, whether it's on insurance or not. Wow. So, um, and that's about what I pay... To go out of Can- to go to Canada to get my right. insulin, and that's a damn shame. It is, it is. That but you have to go out of this country to get life saving medication. Right, same exact stuff for a sixth of the price. Right, <clears throat> but anyway. So um, this week, with some challenging issues with my diabetes, I've been you know doing a lot of research on um, because I'm a bad eater. Yeah, we know that. Right. So not only have I been researching uh, meal plans, um, and uh, I'm meeting with a dietitian next week. Good. And I've also been, I I figured, let me go back and revisit that. Bill, Delaware HB 263. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And? It passed the House, and now it's sitting in committee for discussion. And I'm like... But they can't get together to discuss But they are. Congresses and legislatures are getting together like everyone else is. Oh, virtually. Yes. Through telephone, video conference, teleconferencing. So um, it's slated to take effect on 1-1-21. So we're almost halfway through the year. Let's get this going. Right. This is extremely important life-saving legislation. And right. for all the bad things that legislatures do, you know, this not could and be we're not an amazing one. Though. Right. I mean, you know, not and not that we're going to get into that, but any day of the week you can anyone can sit there and go, "What are they doing for me?" Right. This is something where they because they're they not should take doing pride in it for you. Right. They're Every doing other for themselves. Every other state that has done it has passed it very quickly. It's like it flies through the, the, the houses the of Congress. That's the politics you'll ever hear me say. <laughs> <laughs> if, in other states, it's been flying through the houses of legislature, and the governors have been signing it real quick. Wow. It, you know, it's important legislation. So if now, you lived in another state, you'd be able to get your yes. insulin for $100. Right. Wow. So uh, one of the additional things that I like about Delaware's HB 263 is it has an additional clause where they're also saying not only does it have to be capped at $100, they're they're also mandating that one of the manufacturers, there's three major manufacturers Mm -hmm. uh, who have this dollar patent, uh, one of them must offer a generic insulin for less money. Wow. So Delaware's taking that little bit of an extra step. Extra step. And right. it's really cool. 
Well, that's pretty cool. So I just wanted to like, you know, we don't usually have the opportunity to go back and talk about an old story, but this is a really important yeah, issue. It is. You know, is. and not just for you. Right. And we're not talking about it just because it's for you. Because there's a lot of issues that we talk about. We have a group of people at work that yeah, are diabetic. Right. So. I mean, you know, diabetes is so common anymore. You could reach out and touch one person that you know, and I'm sure they've got diabetes. Right. Out of all the people you know. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that's. So that's well, hopefully let's let's I know because like I said I mean the way they wrote the bill they is they wanted to take effect it must take effect with all Delaware insurance carriers 1121 but it's got to get through this whatever committee it's in it's got to get passed in the Senate I guess in Delaware right. and then get to the governor's desk yeah you know and then yeah. so it can be signed into well, law let's let's hope and pray that you know these politicians will get off their lazy butts and do something good for the people that put them where they're at right yep i agree yeah otherwise i'm gonna call my friend the joker and send him in there hey <laughs> oh, dr krenzel hey. i have dr. a couple Krenzel. people huh? that i can add i have a couple people i can add to that list <laughs> <laughs> that is three impressions i did on this show tonight. i know <laughs> All right. And he doesn't do impressions <laughs> for anybody, people. <laughs> Any who's he, what he. Um, so also I wanted to mention um, uh, an interesting post by a friend of ours on Facebook this week talking about how um, his wife was out uh, getting groceries at a store. And, you know, she's stage four cancer. And... So he wrote a long post about how she was disrespected when she was trying to, I guess, comment to somebody that they should be wearing a mask. The point of the matter is that there are still a lot of people out there who don't wear masks. Now, listen, whether you feel it's political or not, whether you feel it's conspiracy theory or not, it is right now the law. You know, a lot of stores will turn you away if you do not have a mask on. Yeah. And they have signs on their doors right at eye level. So you have to see it when you open the door that states that if you do not have a mask on, you will be told to leave. Well, you know, the bottom line is, if you, unless you've been living under a rock, you know this. I, but, right. there, but, but, but there yeah, but are people who... Those people that, as you said, conspiracy theorists, whatever, who... Right, who and, and the government's are. not going to tell and me how to people live. people out there know who you are, won't yeah. wear a mask. For so whatever it, reason. It, and it's highly disrespectful. It is. And, and that was his point. His point was that, you know... Um, <laughs> his secondary point was, I, he feels like he might have to go out there and be the muscle for her when she is doing her yeah. running around, you know. Right. Um, but this isn't just some uh, a, a, a average Joe tell, advising you you're supposed to have a mask on. This is somebody who has stage four cancer and other underlying issues, right? And, and, and is can't and, afford it, to get this disease, right? Exactly. 
Exactly. So again, no matter how what you think of it, and and I'm bringing this up because uh, this weekend the, of this podcast, um, a lot of things in the last week have opened up in our state. Yeah. Um, this weekend, I think the 14 day quarantine. If you come into Delaware, I think don't hold me to this expires this weekend maryland lifts the stay-at-home order friday 5 p.m right so there's a you know so there's a lot of like they started opening like really slow on last like last friday Mm -hmm. and now it just seems like it's just like a slingshot right they were slow and now it's just like let's open the floodgates right and see what happens and dr falsey has testified to Congress that he disagrees with this maneuver. Right. You know? However, I believe the reason that they're doing it is because they feel pressured. Pressured by the protesters, pressured by the other, <clears throat> excuse me, the other states that are um, opening and, you know, so I, I believe that, you know, that's why they're doing what they're doing. Right. And I can't speak for Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a mess. When really? you uh, I haven't no, really politically, paid attention. Politically, though, if you were to follow the news and a lot of the comments on news stories and such as you read a news story, mm-hmm. um, they've got some uh, social political issues up there. Like, for instance, I think the, the Secretary of Health, I think it was, uh-huh. it just came out that as soon as the, as soon as it came out that nursing homes were, uh, were an issue, like she uh, apparently fluffed her power to get her mother or father, I think it was mother, out of the nursing home. Yes, you know, so th- and so things wow. like that, you know, and yeah, so, but anyway, anyway, before <laughs> we go to break, I just want to say it is the law. It's mandated that we do this, and no matter how you feel about it, you have to remember, we said this before, it's not about you. It's, it's about the fact that if right. you have something, you could infect somebody else. Just passing them in the store, because you know they say keep six, you know, keep your social distancing six feet between you and the person next to you, but if you're passing somebody in the aisle then there is definitely not six feet right between you and the person that you're exactly so be considerate yeah absolutely so we're gonna take a quick break be back probably around 90 seconds to a minute and 23 seconds something like that so don't go anywhere we'll be back with more of the joel mahalik show featuring the lovely sharon this is new york super oldie station 920 w-o-n the apple brooklyn new york So I use my computer every day, not even sure how I get along without it, but I wasn't prepared for a virus, a Trojan they called it. One night I'm cruising along and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. 
With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon, and we are so glad that you're here. Are we glad that they're here? We're very glad. We're very, Welcome back. We're very glad they're here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the program. Uh, so, I saw a tweet this week. Okay. I saw a tweet this week. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> I see a lot of tweets all week. Mm. That's my impression of somebody drinking coffee. Wow. Um, that's four impressions. So, <laughs> anyway, it was from Kathleen Zellner. I know. I see your wheels spinning. Why do you know that name? Yeah. Steve, Stephen Avery case. Oh, yeah. So, folks. Okay, if, what was her tweet? I'm excited now. <laughs> okay. Well, first, let me introduce this to the audience that may not know about this. Right. So, there's a Netflix series, two seasons long, called Making a Murderer. And, of course, second season is called Making a Murderer, too. Right. And to give you a quick synopsis, um, <clears throat> Making a Murderer tells the story of Stephen Avery, a man from Manitowoc County, Wisconsin. And he served 18 years in prison for the wrongful conviction of sexual assault and attempted murder of Penny uh, Bernstein. He was later charged in 2005 and convicted in 2007 for the murder of Teresa Hallbach. Now, so they found out later while he he served 18 years and they and got and was released because they found out that it was not him. Right. Excuse me now. And so then he filed a $36 million lawsuit against the county, county officials, police, right. uh, which I believe he won. I don't know if he was ever paid out because in less than two years later, he was arrested for murdering his photographer. And so the story, the, the series tells a story about him and how it would appear, uh, as you can tell from how long this has been going on, um, that he was framed and possibly because of the lawsuit he filed for wrongful right. conviction. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's been a series of lawyers helping him out with appeals and whatnot. And then this Kathleen Zellner got involved and she is apparently some power defense attorney who specializes in wrongful convictions. Right. And she is good at it. Yeah, very good. So she comes in and she does her own investigation and uh, and it was crazy. Like I'm talking about, it, I feel like I want to watch it all over again. You know, I was just sitting here <laughs> saying that same thing. But uh, so she brings in her own team. She's got all this new evidence that proves, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Stephen and his nephew did not do this. Correct. So she tweeted. And she said that, I think next week, I forget the exact date, but apparently very soon coming up 
is uh, whatever court has it now, their decision uh, or their statement or whatever is due. So oh, okay, she just, so she was able to submit new evidence and... I, like, I don't know where they're at with that. to get the case seen it or was, heard? It was a very quick statement saying, in fact... <clears throat> hold on, because... Um, I, I, I should have it right here, actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. I really have... I'm having a voice issue today. I talked so much at work. Yeah. So let me see, because it should be in my... Right in my news feed, because I get these, uh, you know, oh, this news is for you. This news is for you. <laughs> and it was just... Okay, she says, 16 days until the state brief is due, expecting to hear the sound of another deadline as it goes whooshing by. So, <clears throat> the thing is, a lot of this has been like stalling. Right. You know, because here's the thing. If you're, a lot of the people involved are not around anymore kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the policemen aren't around anymore. Obviously, the convicting district attorney's no longer around. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the thing is, what are you stalling for? I think they know that she's got them by the balls. Yeah. And. I would hope. Because here's the thing. If you think your case is solid right. beyond the shadow of a doubt why don't you just get back in the courtroom with kathleen zellner because they're they know that they don't have a case i agree and why risk i mean as you just said there's a lot of people that aren't around anymore so there it's not going to be yeah who you protect fairly now? heard on the state side, you know, so that's why they're him and hauling and not giving them the answers that they want. Yeah. So this thing is on Netflix, and you should really watch it if you never heard of it. It's uh, it, 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 it's amazing. It really is. It's amazing to look at the evidence that they presented against him. You know, as soon as the show's over, I'm putting it on. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> to see the evidence that they built up against him and how... Uh, later on, Kathleen. How ludicrous it was! Yeah. I mean, blatant. Yeah, because like it really was like you blatant. look at it and you go, really? And then Kathleen comes in and then she starts discussing other angles that you didn't even think about while you were yeah. watching it, and you right. go, "Oh my god!" You'll be like our grandson. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's his new thing. Oh my goodness! Oh no! I have a story for you. <laughs> so, if you haven't heard about this, you should go watch it. And, uh, and you can follow Kathleen Zellner on, on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a while since she's tweeted about this, but, you know, it, it shows that it's still dragging. And I feel so bad for Stephen and the family, his parents. Yeah. It will make you are cry to see. Alive? They are still alive, yeah. Wow. But I know that's one thing that they were really worried about is getting yeah. him out of jail. And one last thing, and then you can tell your story. Okay. If he ever gets this overturned, he needs to, one... Get the hells out of Manitowoc County. Right. To an un in undisclosed location where exactly. no one will ever find him. Exactly. And have Kathleen sue that county into bankruptcy. Right. That's that's what he needs to but do. But isn't there a law stating that you can't sue a government agency? He sued him for $36 million. You can sue the state 
and I'm in state, I mean the government, you can sue you can sue them for wrongful conviction. Hmm. You know, they took your life away from you, right? But based on false information. Okay. So, right. okay, I'm opening the floor up now to you. Um. Well, the story I have was. Um, I went to walk Molly today, mm-hmm. so I drove her down to the courts, and um, my family was, my family meaning my daughter and the kids and um, her husband slash boyfriend um, were outside, so I was like, oh, let me stop. I get out, I walk up, and Molly's, you know, sniffing around. And Bubs runs up to me, and he says, Look, I got a flashlight. (laughs) And he had a little mag light. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Victor, that is so awesome. And he says, he runs away, comes right back, and says, Here, and he holds his hand out. So I open my hand up. And he drops these little, they're like glass rocks, right? Okay. And he puts them in my hand and he says, these are my treasures. <laughs> He's becoming I, such a little person, isn't he? I, he, oh my gosh. So I'm like, oh, thank you, you know? And I went to hand him back and he says, no, now they're your treasures. <laughs> what did you do with them? I ended up giving them back to him and telling him to hold them for me and put them in his pocket. So he did. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't keep his treasures. Right. Right. He made, to, to a three-year-old, that's he, that's amazing. He might need he might need that for barter and whatnot. Right. You know, if this pandemic <laughs> doesn't get any better. I, I just, I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But that's good that you got to see them because it I is did. it's tough. We can't really visit with them, but I mean, no. like where and we walk Molly goodness, is next usually, to their house. Usually, don't wear a mask when I walk Molly. What? What did I say in the because last segment about the law? I don't think I need no, because um, I usually don't see anybody. However, I do have a mask in my car, a spare one. I'm going to so call the police and I'm going to report that to, you I'm going to report that you're out there able, not living in fear. I was I was able to <laughs> put the mask on that I had in the car. Now what? I'm going to report that you're not you're you you are refusing to live in fear. What? <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to laugh you right <laughs> out of the police station. Whatevs. Whatevs. Wow. I mean, you know, Listen, if we can, uh, if we can have the police called on a, you know, <clears throat> okay, I'm glad we we got into this because I reported, I reported this week to the uh, management of our community that there are squatters here. Right. I've been observing for about two weeks these squatters, and I finally reported them, and they called the police, and the police came out, and <laughs> the police said they can't do anything about it. <laughs> because it's private property. I don't know what the reason is, but no, I'm telling you that's the reason. So because this is private property, police do not have. No, don't even say because they do have jurisdiction. Um, they they have, are. They are. They have jurisdiction as far as 
the laws are concerned, yes. But when it comes to neighborly fighting because I stepped on their blade of grass. Don't take my thunder. They don't have jurisdiction. That cop that came over here, he couldn't do anything because he does not have jurisdiction. Well, I, I have come to a conclusion that in, at least in the community that we live in, at the very least, this community, okay. that there's only two reasons that the police will come in here and do anything. One is if somebody passes away in here, whether it's right. natural, right. crime, whatever. Yeah. The other reason is if Molly gets too close to the yard across the street. <laughs> I had, I had, oh, man. I, I had to catch myself. <laughs> I was hoping that <laughs> if, you said our name for her. <laughs> if Molly gets within one centimeter of that yard, that is the only other reason that the police will come into this complex and do something. I know. Squatters. Burglary, drugs, right? nothing. 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 But God forbid Molly crosses the street at the wrong moment. Right. And touches a blade of grit. Now, we're not exaggerating, people, at all. Right. About this waste of skin across the street. You're going to make me puke in my coffee cup. What she is a waste. Of I know, skin. but ain't any any way at all that you describe her, and I'm puking in this cup right here. <laughs> you want to, you want to, folks? But, you want to see an impression of somebody puking in their cup? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to see that. That's kind of gross. But yeah, I just can't wait. I can't wait till we yeah to yes. to till we displace elsewhere. Yeah, until we displace. Displace ourselves. Ourselves. And and that's what I was going to say. No, I don't mean displace her. I meant us. And I'm telling you, one way or the other, uh, peaceful or non-peaceful, I'm doing something on my way out of here. Oh, my God. Like, you drive the moving van and I'll moon her or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she has cameras out and sits in front of the t in front of the computer and watches this all the cameras i'm telling you this is what she does and she must not sleep because the one morning at like 3 30 when someone was trying to burglarize all the cars around here she knew and called the police right because they were on her camera right i'm uh, th that boggles my mind but she only called that the police shivers because me timbers. it was her car what she only called the police because it was her car right if it was anybody else's property well it wasn't the car more. It wasn't the car. It was the fact that they almost touched her lawn. I know. <laughs> Their foot almost came out of the driveway and touched the lawn. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we're not exaggerating at all about this person. No. In fact, I... Oh, if, my goodness. In fact, I, I like to write. Sharon will tell you. I like to write. I have yet to complete even a short story. But I do have a story in my mind that I could put, start putting on electronic pen and paper if you will mm -hmm. that is like a murder horror mystery thriller and it involves oh her all in one dun, dun, dun. I know. yeah i have no idea how the man that drives out of here at 7 a.m drives back. back here at 7 p.m 
I do not know how he deals with that. I don't know how he drives out of here at 7 in the morning and then comes back. Right? <laughs> that's what I want to understand. <laughs> Man, that's, I mean, that's self, right. self-inflicted punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I Do you remember years ago when kids came running in our house saying, oh, my God, there's police outside. Police oh, yeah, outside. that's when I was laid up in bed after yeah. a surgery. No, no, this was long before that. Right. And, yeah, this was when Samantha was living here yeah. with the kids. Anyway, the kids come running in. Police outside, please. We open the front door, and there's a SWAT team at this person's house. Yes. With guns pointed at each of the windows and at the door. I mean, they're, That's when I was laid up. Yeah, they were picking up the daughter. For being that, involved in a and, uh, pizza pizza delivery robbery ring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, you know, robbery at gunpoint. No, I heard that she robbed people up on 40. Wow. Yeah, at gunpoint. Wow. Well, I mean, look at her ride now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Enough of that. Hopefully they don't listen to the show. If they listen to the show, the cops will be here tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure our audience doesn't want to hear any more about this lunatic well the, well what we're doing is we're building the audience up because the that when we do finally get out of here our first podcast from the new undisclosed location will be a celebration right you know you hear horns tooting and yeah all kinds of celebrating over here as long as we don't move into a neighborhood of full of like <laughs> cat burglars and murderers no i i do not making a murder or three that is something we will do <laughs> We're a little more picky than that. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, um, we are looking forward to exiting this place. Um, and of course, the pandemic set us back, but it set a lot of people back on a lot of things. Correct. But we'll get there, hopefully, yeah. before the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> really. I'm scared right. to death to empty this house out. That's my big problem. Yeah. Up. Oh. There goes your car alarm. I'm really surprised. That's why I stopped talking, because I, I thought the, I thought the oh. oh you know why I didn't I didn't set it. Oh, okay. I figured I would set it when it got dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try something different. There's a motorcycle <laughs> that goes by, and every time it goes by, it sets off the I'm alarm. I'm sure everybody just heard that motorcycle go by. Yeah, it actually it did rumble up on the sound here. Uh, because I'm sitting very <laughs> close to the windows. and That's right. Very far away from me. But anyway, right? it's that time of the show. It's that oh, time of the show yeah. where you need to say good, good night. Goodbye. What do we say? Goodbye, Sharon. That's goodbye, what I say. Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon's out of here. She's taking the easy way out. She's going to go watch Make a Murderer. And then, of course, <laughs> uh, coming up on the show after the break. We have a new Honor Thy Heroes. We have a new Wombat of the Week, if time permits. Even one last thing. So all that ahead, coming up after this break. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? 
Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for sticking with us and hanging out. Sharon has taken off already, as she does, and that leaves you and I here for the third stretch of the show where we are going to talk about a new Wombat of the Week. We're going to honor a new hero or heroes. It depends on how that goes. And if time permits, one last thing where I want to talk to you a little bit a couple seconds or minutes if they if we're allowed about xm radio so that's the lineup for the next and or for the final segment for the next few minutes for the next 17 ish minutes that's what we'll be doing um so if you have not listened to the podcast prior to this one first of all welcome aboard welcome aboard we hope you like it if you do we hope you share it and if you don't like it, we hope you let us know why. Uh, but we do this thing each week called the Wombat of the Week, and it is our tribute to crowning somebody who does stupid stuff and gets into the news. There's stupid people doing stupid stuff, and it winding up in the news. Now, you can get involved in this segment and help us out a little bit, would you? You can send us your link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things, to the show at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also send it through the social media channels, Facebook at JM Talk. You can send us a DM there or a PM and drop the link there as well. So that's how you can get involved. And for an example, here is this week's Wombat of the Week. Now, we're going to talk about a guy named Tariq Peters, age 23. He's from the Bronx. New York. Now, he last Monday went to Hawaii. I guess, you know, he's adventurous and, uh, you know, uh, I guess he was going for vacation. But there's a mandatory 14-day quarantine rule in order in Hawaii, as there are in other states. And we mean to tell you, we don't think people are following anybody's 14-day quarantine, as we found out firsthand this weekend. But, so, what happened was... As he gets into Honolulu on Monday, and so now he's supposed to be under a 14-day self-quarantine because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So allegedly, he left his hotel room for the day, or the day he arrived, and he traveled many places using public transportation. Okay? Authorities became aware of his social media posts from citizens who saw posts of him on the beach with a surfboard, sunbathing, and walking around Waikiki that night. So, he ends up getting arrested, okay? First of all, he's he, first of all, you, he didn't follow the 14-day quarantine that's in place, okay? And then he posted everything he was doing on social media, uh, Instagram, 
and he was turned in. You know? So he ends up, uh, you know, being arrested. The thing is, according to Hawaii, uh, Hawaii's rule, travelers in quarantine aren't allowed to leave the hotel rooms or the residence that they might be renting or staying at for any reason except medical emergencies. Hotel guests don't receive housekeeping services and they must arrange for food to be delivered to them. Okay, so he was arrested, booked, bail set at $4,000, and he could not be reached for comment for this story, obviously, because that's got to be embarrassing, right? You knucklehead. You know, I think some people take with, a, take with a grain of salt the fact that the authorities may or may not, I may or may not get in trouble if I don't do this. So what if I don't do a 14-day quarantine? Well, Tariq Peters finds out what happens when you don't do a 14-day quarantine. So, um, and it, you know, it goes back to what we've been talking about. Like, you know, this isn't about you. It's not about Tariq. It's not about any just one of us. It's about what could happen as a result of. I right, so what if Tariq Peters is um, asymptomatic? He could have it, not have any symptoms, never been tested because he has no symptoms, but pass it on to other people that it could affect and affect very badly. And this is the problem with people who do not follow the rules. Like we talked about earlier in the program, you know, people are starting to get up. There are people that are upset because of the rules and, and we get it. There are people upset because people aren't following those rules. No matter how you look at it, whether you think your rights are being squashed or not, this is what is going on. This is the the rule right now, you know, and you have to follow them. But Tariq Peters, 23, goes to Hawaii, you know, and, 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 and I get it. You're in Hawaii. You don't want to be cooped up in a hotel. But the thing is, like, a lot of people who use their common sense have canceled, if plans weren't already canceled for them, have canceled plans because you got to think to yourself, okay, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, um, oh, there's a 14-day quarantine? Well, it's a seven-day vacation. This isn't going to work out for me. Maybe I should change it to a date that exceeds beyond the pandemic. That could be helpful. But he didn't. He went out and had himself a good time. And he got caught. He got caught because he was posting it. And citizens saw him. So they're reporting him, and then the police can follow up by looking at his social media, you know? And that point goes way back to something I said a long time ago while interviewing Kay Stout, who used to be on my old show all the time, a career coach. Facebook, and, well, not so much Facebook, any social media, and what you do in your own time doesn't apply anymore. Does not apply you know, authorities are starting to use whatever catalyst that they can to enforce the rules. And Tyreek Peters got caught up in this because his social media was surely used to confirm and verify that he was breaking the rule in regards to the quarantine in Hawaii. And for being uh, stupid in doing that, Tyreek Peters gets the crown of the Wombat of the Week. So wear it well. Stop being a dumbass. You know, we all have to take responsibility and, you know, I, I just wish people were better to each other. 
And like I said, what we've witnessed this weekend, which we'll probably talk about on the next show, we see it firsthand, Sharon and I, that it's not happening. And then, of course, the Wombat of the Week this week also uh, gives it a little bit of verification for us. So we are going to move into uh, our segment, Honor Thy Heroes. It's a very popular segment. We honor new heroes uh, each week on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And this is, we just look for extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. People just going out of their way for other people to do something nice or kind. And like everything else, Right now, with all the news and stories and almost everything we talk about on the program, it's COVID-related. And we want to mention um, the, the New Brunswick Elementary School students who have been writing encouraging words that are hung up in a New York City hospital. Their notes of appreciation and encouragement are meant to lift the spirits of healthcare heroes who are working in a city where more than 22,000 people have died after testing positive for COVID-19. And yes, New York City is a hotbed, or was. I'm not sure where the numbers are right now. but um, So Caitlin Davis, who's a teacher at uh, the Paul Robeson Community School for the Arts, the notes were her idea, and she gave her sixth grade language arts class an extra credit assignment to write uh, letters for the doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals in New York City. She got the idea because her fiance has been helping care for COVID-19 patients. So they put this all together and the letters were all printed out. Uh, some of them even had some emojis and some pictures and they were all given to the hospital to be posted on the bulletin board. And that way, the frontline workers, who are very much heroes right now, dealing with this, got some words of encouragement, some letters of encouragement from students. And that kind of, you know, probably made them feel really good. Uh, according to Davis, everyone at the hospital loved them. It was cute to hear uh, from the kids in the sixth grades. She says the sixth grade is a good age because they're old enough to understand what's really going on, but they're still young and innocent, which is true. That is a good age for that. So kudos to all the students, about 25 or so students, who wrote the letters and sent them into the hospitals so they can be hung up for the heroes to see. You guys are all sharing the Honor Thy Heroes marker for this week. That's going to move us into uh, one last thing, which is uh, just my time to talk about anything as we close up the show. Anything I want to talk about, I can. That's It's basically my time. And this week, I want to talk to you about XM Radio, Sirius XM Radio. And um, I, I've, I like a bit of a gripe with them, if you will, if you'll permit me. I have a bit of a gripe with them. I used to subscribe, and the lovely Sharon does subscribe. She has it in her vehicle, and uh, you know the music channels are great. I used to subscribe, and I stopped subscribing because you know it was always uh, peddled to us as commercial-free radio, and so I I like listening to talk, obviously, because I'm doing a talk show 
And that's where I got the idea. That's where I got the idea of starting to podcast and do live talk internet radio is because I love talk radio. So when I listen to news channels or talk channels or the comedy channels, you know, some of the other uh, entertainment channels on there, at some point, and I can't remember when, I just know this was like the reason why I did not renew that uh, my subscription after several years. They started playing commercials during these talk programs or these comedy programs. And they don't own a music channel, so that's fine. But the thing behind the thing behind it is is that it was as I said, it was peddled to us as commercial free radio. So that's why somebody would have no problem signing up for a subscription. And I and the lovely Sharon pays, I think, almost twice the amount I used to. So it's doubled in say the last uh, I wanna say maybe six years that I since I've had it. And so she pays about double of what I paid. And I my problem with that is if I'm if I'm paying a premium price, it's because I I'm choosing to take this subscription and have this, as you used to say, commercial free radio, and that's why we're paying a premium because we're paying for you to run it. But now, at some juncture, several years ago, you started putting commercials in some of the programming, and now all of a sudden, you know. Trust me, I know a little bit about how advertising works, and you're certainly making more money off those advertisers now than you ever will with the people paying the subscription rates. So um, the alternative to going with satellite radio, the big thing about going with satellite radio has always been commercial-free radio. You know, now I don't have to deal with the commercials. I don't have to keep flipping around because I don't want to listen to the commercials. I want to listen to whatever, you know, I'm listening to, talk or, again, like I said, for the most part, the music channels, you know, do not have commercials, but you have hundreds of channels and the music channels are only so many of them, you know, so your other entertainment channels have commercials now. Those commercials in any, in any medium Take this podcast, for example. We have no budget. Uh, we don't have advertisers. They would pay. I mean, they would pay. We'd have a big budget. Um, but, we don't, but we don't do that. And for the most part, it's because it's a labor of love. And, I mean, sure, we'd like it to get bigger. And that's why we ask you to share it every week. But that's how that works. So now you take XM Radio. You go, oh, you know, yeah, I don't want to listen to commercials. But all of a sudden, now you're listening to the commercials on a medium that was sold to us as being commercial-free. Because why would I pay for that? And I took a different route. I'll tell you what I did. Uh, actually, I asked the lovely Sharon for a an updated radio for my truck, which comes with the Bluetooth, because I, I really like the advantage of having a hands-free Bluetooth phone calling in the entire sound system of the truck and not just like a clip on speaker or something and also for the benefit of being able to link up to my phone or an mp3 player or um actually this one has a great feature has a little usb dock where i can I, and i got a little micro you can barely see it you know uh usb drive i can load 
I can load somewhere around 160,000 songs on this little tiny disc, pop it in there, and now I have commercial-free radio in my truck because I have a hell of an extensive music collection in MP3, so I don't, I don't need to go clamoring back. You know, if I mean, I do miss the the 80s on 8. I can have the 80s on USB, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I do. I do. I have 80s. I have an 80s channel on my USB. I have a 70s channel. I have a holiday channel. I have a Moody Blues channel all on this disc. Uh, so I found my round robin around it because I just refused to pay a premium price for a service that you are getting so much more from advertisers. And somewhere along the line, this happened, and it was okay with everybody. Because obviously, you're probably still flourishing, I would think. You know, I think, you know, your business model is probably very strong. And you have a good uh, listenership, you have a lot of subscribers. Um, because also that's also what you do when you are doing well, you go ahead and you raise your, your rates, you know, when you're doing well, you raise your rates. When you're not doing well, you bring them down. You have all these ridiculous specials. So obviously your model's working. You're doing very well, but I just, I was thinking about that earlier today, actually. And I was like, you know, it's really, it's really chews my ass. And I, I wanted to talk about it on the program a little bit. You know, and I'm wondering, you know, how you guys feel. I'll put it on Facebook, see if we can get a discussion going. What do you guys think about that? You know, and I mean, if you listen to Sirius XM radio and it's only for the benefit of the music, you probably don't even know it, you know, and I wonder sometimes if that's part of their business model, you know, sort of like a scammer counting on a certain percentage of the people that might click that UPS fake email. Maybe they're counting on a certain percentage of people not realizing that there's other channels besides music that do have commercials. And back in the day, when you were paying for XM radio, you were paying for commercial-free radio. And that is not the entire fact any longer. That brings us right up to the end of the podcast for this week. We want to thank everybody for listening to the program. We are sure glad to have you along each week. And we want to remember, we want to remember, we want you to remember. So I'm going to remind you so you remember that we are located at www.jmtalk.net on the web where you can subscribe to the program, listen right there on the web page, and some other good things. Plus, contact us through there. We're on social media. We're at Facebook at JM Talk and Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So please, everybody, be good to one another. That's the only way we're going to get through tough times. And we'll be sure and catch you again next week on the program. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>